Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock, and all month long, we're talking to some very elite entrepreneurs, you know, those who are doing things that are a little harder than some of the rest of us are facing sometimes, or that they're facing other challenges that we are facing also, and maybe give us some inspiration on how to keep going, especially when things get tough. And my guest today is going to have a lot of perspective, I think, on when things get tough. And I can't wait to learn more from her and also be inspired by her. L.Y. Marlowe is an award-winning author and a sought-after empowerment advocate and an influencer whose life journey took her from a legacy of domestic violence to the opulence of corporate America, and now, today, devoted to a life of inspiring other women. Now, her story would be notable enough, given uh, what she says is her tenacity, and I think that's true, to shatter the status quo, but it would be her courageous decision to step down from a progressive and stellar 20-plus corporate career and instead pursue her passion, write her award-winning book called Color Me Butterfly, which is the compelling and heart-wrenching story behind the national organization she founded called Saving Promise. And that was inspired by, now get this, you really need to listen and be, and be very cognizant of what this is about. It was inspired by five generations of mothers and daughters in her family that survived more than 60 years of domestic violence, including her granddaughter, a little girl named Promise. So her heartfelt and captivating story of tragedy to triumph inspired her memoir, Don't Look at the Monster, One Woman's Journey to Embrace a Purposeful Life, and also Monsterize, a woman empowerment brand to inspire women to confront their fears, embrace their passion, and find their purpose and power. And joining me today is L.Y. Thank you so much for being with me. Oh, Michael, I'm so excited to be here. And you know, just hearing you read that, it makes me want to just kind of like, <laughs> girl, step into you, right? <laughs> we hear with somebody, I always tell people, especially women, that I inspire, that I empower, that I, I don't say coach, I say yeah. that I just give, that I pay it forward with. Yeah. That step, when somebody tell your story for you, step yeah. into it, yes. own it. You deserve you, it. It's one of the favorite things that I have about this podcast is reading people's bios because I read them and I kind of embrace them and I think about and I practice before you know we we go on because I want to give cre credibility and some and and support behind what people write about themselves. And it's so funny because so many times people are like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't know I sounded so great." I'm like, well, "You wrote it. It's your life. You're awesome. Let's make yes. it sound even more awesome." <laughs> Yes, yes. And women, we don't like to step into it sometimes, but step into your story. Right. Well, and especially with the stories that you tell. I mean, there's not a lot of people who talk about those things like, you know, getting past domestic violence and other types of abuse. I mean, it's something that we don't lean into because it's 
uncomfortable or it's hard to discuss, but the fact that you're focusing on this to give women a different sense of empowerment, I think is really incredible. Thank you. Thank you. You know, wow. You know, I, whenever I hear my story mm-hmm. and I always talk about here, it fed into my spirit, into mm-hmm. my soul. It just reminds me of that journey. Yeah. And that journey started nearly 15 years ago mm-hmm. when I was in corporate America. I was at the top of my game. Yeah. I grew up, Michael, I grew up in poverty. I grew up in one of the crime, most crime infested projects in Philadelphia. Uh, I know you're familiar with Philly. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Called Wilson Park Projects, littered with drug and alcohol and violence mm. and crime and domestic violence. And I would be the first in my family to eventually leave Wilson Park and go to school for 16 years at night to earn three degrees because I made a decision that I was not going to end up being like many of the girls, including myself, that were stuck in teen pregnancy. I had my daughter when I was 17, was Mm -hmm. in abusive relationships, was either strung out on drug and alcohol. And I made a decision I was going to get up out of there. Mm -hmm. And so by the time I got to corporate America, you know, 20 plus years later, I was at a place where I knew I not only deserved it, but I earned it. Yeah. I earned being at the boardroom table. And, but it would be 20 years into my career that I would get a call that ultimately changed the shift of my life. And it was a call around the same time I had published my first book called Color Me Butterfly about four generations, my mother, myself, my grandmother, and my daughter that were trapped and suffered and survived 60 plus years of domestic violence. And my daughter just gave birth to a little girl named Promise who was about six months old. And I got a call that said, my daughter was strangled and nearly killed for the second time by Promise's father. And that call will ultimately change the course of my life because it was August 25th, 2007. I'll never forget. Mm. I got my daughter and promised to safety. I had just finished writing Color Me Butterfly about the horrible abuse the four generations of us suffer. And now here was promise born into it. And I wrote a letter to the only person in the world that I thought could help me that had a voice that would get the attention of not just the national community, but the global community. Cause I knew this was a problem prominent in many families with many yes. women. And that letter started with Dear Oprah, oh. August 25th, 2007. And I said, Dear Oprah, last night, my daughter was strangled and nearly killed for the second time. And I, as a mother who was in pain and, you know, just, just trying to grip the idea that that daughter was almost killed for the second time. I babbled on in this letter, but there were two lines that ultimately saved and changed my life. It said, Oprah, if you cannot help me save my daughter, please, Oprah, help me save promise. And those are the words that eventually end the story that would lead me to launch a national organization called Save Me Promise. Mm -hmm. And going through that journey for the first 10 years, was a struggle. I walked away from corporate America. I had no idea. When you talk about, you know, shock your potential, 
Oh, yeah. Shock your potential. I had no idea how to do that. I had no idea what my potential was because I was going through a tough time. I was, I, I didn't have been divorced twice. I was bankrupt. I had um, uh, identity theft. I had my whole team quit on me once. And as though that was not enough, I would eventually be diagnosed with life-threatening health issues mm. from all the stress that attacked my brain, my yeah. heart, and my yeah. immune system. Oh God. And yeah. it is that story that would lead me to tell the story in Don't Look at the Monster because I was struggling with all of my monsters, fear, mm. worry, doubt, regret. And that is when I made a decision that I was going to shock my potential. Um, that, yeah. that I knew I had potential and no matter what I was coming against, I knew my life was purposeful and mm -hmm. I was going to not only step up out of that, but pay it for it to help other women, to let yeah. them know that it doesn't matter where you come from. Right? It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter the challenges and the fears and the struggles and the regrets and the, and the, and the doubt and the worry you can step into who you were put on this earth to be. Yes. You can show up. And that is what my life calling is. That is what my life calling is. And it's so, I'm, I mean, your passion is so clear and I can feel it. And yet I can also in your story hear where you were when you're like, okay, I know I've got to do something. I don't know where to go. And, my, and I'm killing myself just trying to continue to survive you know, just keeping that, you know, like you said, you knew you belonged to the boardroom table, but at some point in time, many of us, doesn't matter who we are, feels an imposter syndrome or feels the weight of all the other things that you're trying to make look perfect. And thank God we didn't have Instagram when you and I were young because it <laughs> totally destroyed me, you know, trying to keep everything together and then to see the fragility in the other parts of your life with your child and your grandchild at some point in time, that's got to take a huge toll. When you look back now, do you say, oh, God, thank God I got through that? Or do you also say, oh, my God, I can't believe I got through that and got to the point I am? Because it could go either way with that much stress and all the things you were trying to juggle. Yeah, you know, when my mind shifted, because I always say to people, and this is a, you know, um, a, a very generic way of saying this, is that whatever you want in your life is 80% of mindset and 20% of strategy or whatever else you're trying yep. to achieve. Right. Yeah. I remember when my breakthrough and my mindset came, I, I was talking to a friend, I was babbling on about everything that was happening to me. And he said to me, what is it that you believe in your spirit that you know to be true? What is that that mm -hmm. will sustain you? And out of my mouth, unrehearsed. I didn't even know. I feel like God poured it through me. I said, the one thing I know for sure is that everything is a gift, mm -hmm. a lesson, or a blessing. Mm -hmm. And he said, wait a minute, did you hear what you just said? And I said, what did I say? <laughs> he said, you said everything is a gift, a lesson, or a blessing. I didn't get that in that moment, but it would eventually come to fruition in my spirit when I realized that sometimes even a gift is not bow wrap. You know, <laughs> even a gift okay. is not bow wrap. Some things we need to go through. 
Right. You know, if, if somebody is in your life that is holding you back or doesn't respect or love you or, or, or deserve you. Yeah. It's a gift when they're ready to leave, let them walk. Right. It might be a blessing that that job laid you off. Now you have the potential to step into what you're supposed to be doing. It yeah. might be a lesson that you need to learn so that yeah. you can stop making excuses or stop doing the same thing and expecting a different result. And so yeah. that is what I try every day. I don't always succeed. I'll be honest. Oh, sure. Some things, None of us are perfect. Yeah. Something just quite frankly, annoy me. <laughs> <laughs> but I try to say, even when I get annoyed, what is the gift, the lesson or the blessing in it is? What's an incredible it? motto. Yeah. I love living that way. And you're right. I also, I wrote down, not every gift is bow wrapped. And that is such a great way to look at it is sometimes that, that, that gift is not one you asked for. <laughs> and in hindsight, we're like, oh my God, thank God that happened. God. Yeah. But, right? we but when we're in it, we don't see it. Yeah. It's hard to get that kind of perspective sometimes when you're in the middle of it. And, you know, um, I also loved it when you were talking about, uh, well, first of all, did, did you ever send the letter to Oprah or did you I just did write send it? I did send the letter. Did you? And, 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 and here's, the, here's the, the irony. I now have come to acknowledge in these last few years that Oprah did me a favor and gave me a gift mm -hmm. by saying no. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes a no can be your biggest breakthrough. Absolutely. I Absolutely. would not have gone on. I probably would have been on Oprah's show. I would have told my story and my legacy would have been, I was going to Oprah's show and I shared my story, right? Right. But right. by saying no or not responding at all, I would have to go on and figure out how to build this organization on my own. I would there have go. to go on and step into it in a way that I not only believe in it, but, but, but it is me. It yeah. is what I'm supposed to be doing. And more importantly, I would go on and I would win multiple awards. I would, you know, develop a partnership with Harvard. I would develop a partnership with the CDC. I would, you know, develop partnerships with, with corporations like J&J &J and, and Pfizer and so many others, right? Yeah. And, and I would have never had that opportunity had right. I gone on Oprah's show. Well, and I was curious because, you know, sometimes people just write those kind of letters because it's so cathartic, you know, just writing it out there if to somebody else, whether you send it or not, is that point where you're like, okay, well, at least I could tell Oprah. And I always say, you know, I, I, I'm the same way, you know, I mean, I'd be kind of in awe to see her, but then I'd be like, okay, what do you, what do you do with this opportunity? And, you know, how do, how do you, you know, how would you make use of that opportunity? But the flip side, if you can't make use of that opportunity, the power behind the fact you wrote the letter meant there was something in you that knew it needed to be shared yes. and it started to come out as you wrote it and thought about it and, you know, put those words down. But, um, and I love, first of all, I love the name of your granddaughter as promise. And I was just thinking about, um, you know, saying save, save my promise or was it save me promise? Saving promise. I am oh, saving, saving promise. promise. Yes. Okay. Saving promise. Cause I was at first, I wrote down, save me promise. And I thought that could have two different meanings, like save me promise or say the save me promise, you know, how and in many ways yourself. she did. <laughs> yeah, I love it. 
Well, um, so before we take a quick break, so, you know, tell us a little bit. So today, so you've got this organization, what specifically do you do? And I know you said you don't coach, you inspire and you motivate. And I know you work with a lot of women in a lot of different ways, but you know, what's the core? So people who are listening right now, you know, what's the core of what you do that somebody listening might say, Hey, I want, I want to work with her. I want to become a client or I want to bring her into my company. What's, what's the core message that you want to make sure everybody knows about what you do? So I, I took my, my mission, my vision for Saving Promise. I launched a second company called Monster Rise. Yes. To help women uh-huh. rise above their monsters and embrace their passion, their purpose, and their power. And in that, I teach women how to launch their business. I have a three-day mastermind. Mm-hmm. It's very intense. It's three full days, but by the third day, the end of that third day, you not only have a blueprint, but we are now on a path to launching your business in 90 days. Nice. And, and nice. I come to learn and know that I am so good at that. I'm so good at that. Um, and, and just helping to strategize and helping women step outside of their lens and see a different perspective and how mm. to get from point A to point B. I've had women who didn't even know they had a business in them. And I had a a free strategy call with them. And next thing I know, like one woman, she was, she was an assistant for 35 years and she used to help do events for the government. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, why don't you launch a business doing digital events online? People need that right now. Yeah, absolutely. So she is launching that business. Excellent. Excellent. I love it. Well, and I think about too, so many people that, um, you know, from, from your background and your, your true sensitivity and desire to help people, you know, move past maybe some of their circumstances and they might not all be traumatic, but working 35 years for somebody else, you, you get, um, you know, you get a sense of that. Maybe that's the only thing I can do. So if you can help people see beyond where they are at that moment and what they do, that's an incredible gift. Absolutely. And I say, use what gift you have, Yeah. what you're most passionate about to build your business. I love it. That's your well, secret sauce. <laughs> absolutely. Well, LY, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsor and we will be right back. Have you ever considered hiring a virtual assistant, but didn't know where to start? Let Kukua Biz help. Kukua Biz matches talented professionals from Kenya with small businesses around the globe. Affordable weekly rates allow you to have a dedicated full-time staff member to help you with anything from administrative tasks, social media management, public relations, and more. Go to kukuabiz.com today for more information or email info at kukuabiz.com. Kukuabiz, that's K-U-K-U-A-B-I-Z.com. And we are back with L.Y. Marlowe, and we are talking about all things that she does. I also, I really want to tell you, I love the name of that part of your business, Monster Rise, because it is, I love the concept of kind of taming your own monsters and rising up out of it the way you want to. So I, I love that. But I, and I know um, that you have this incredible passion for helping others, but mm-hmm. I want to turn the table a little bit and ask you, what have you learned yourself as an entrepreneur? Um, so most of my followers are entrepreneurs and they're all, you know, we're all trying to, you know, keep everything going and all, all the pieces moving and we've all learned lessons, things that, you know, we learned, we wish we would have done differently, things we're glad we did, 
things we would tell that younger person of ourselves, you know, a little more of a pep talk. What have you learned yourself as an entrepreneur that, um, that has really helped you to thrive in what you're doing? One word, resilience. Oh, good one. Resilience, Michael, resilience. Yeah. And the thing about it is I didn't understand it until I was looking back on it, right? Yeah. In hindsight, right? Those times when I say I've struggled and I, I've gone through every possible thing you can think of, uh, you know, from health to financial crisis, to relationship crisis, to, to business crisis, to career mm -hmm. crisis. <laughs> and I always come out on the other end of it with mm -hmm. resilience. I don't go into it and say, oh, I'm resilient. <laughs> I'll get through it. Who does that? Right. That is not true. <laughs> no way. <laughs> right. And so I've learned to, and then that resilience lives being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. I've learned to be vulnerable. I swear I cried so much these last <laughs> few years. Over the last 10 years, I don't know. I don't think I have a tear left in me, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and Brene Brown talked about the power of vulnerability. Yeah. That's where absolutely. you build connection. Be open. I learned to be truthful mm -hmm. and stop trying to put up the Mrs. You know, the, the Joneses look. Oh, I'm fine. No, everything is perfect. My makeup is beautiful. Everything, I'm good. And then as soon as the camera's off, I'm, I'm sitting on my sofa with palm bonds, right? <laughs> no, uh -huh. if I show up, I, I, I will show up and say, you know what? I'm, I'm not well right now. Yeah. I need help. I learned to accept help and, oh, and more importantly, ask for help. That's very important. I learned Absolutely. to ask for help in every facet of my life, you know? And like I said, I'm always not good at it, but I learned that those are the things that really make you thrive. Yeah. Thriving isn't about when you finally get to your destination. Thriving is about the journey. Right, absolutely. It's about absolutely. the journey, right? And, and you then know, the journey comes our, the, the power. And you know, I'm, as you were talking, it struck me because I say a, something similar, like you were saying, you know, I accept help. I ask for help. And then you said, I'm not perfect at it. And I find myself saying that kind of statement too. And it just dawned on me, like, why do we have to put the, uh, the, the, you know, a little bit of a disclaimer out there that we're not perfect at it. And I think it's because we don't want people to think we're trying to say, we know it all or have it all because we're not, but I'm hoping that one thing I want to work on with myself is to say, instead of say, I'm not perfect at it, to say, I'm continually improving. I'm continuing. I love that. Exactly. Yes. yes. I'm a work in progress. I'm a work in progress. I'm a work in progress. And I'm grateful to be a work in progress because when you stop progressing, you don't learn. No. You don't, you don't grow. <laughs> right? I know. And I, I tell the story um, that, you know, when the pandemic hit, the majority of my business, and when I say majority, I mean, 99% of my business was me getting on an airplane to travel somewhere in the world to speak and train on leadership and sales. And when everything shut down, I remember the last day when my last conference canceled. I mean, I curled up into a ball in the fetal position in my bed. I stuck my thumb in my mouth and I cried for a while. <laughs> And I'm like, what am I going to do now? And then I said to myself, Sherlock, get up. You can't just sit here and cry all day. <laughs> but um, I told that story 
um, something on LinkedIn. I think it was uh, one of my um, blog articles. And I had people calling me going, I can't believe you just said that. Why would you tell people that, you know, you lost all this business and, you know, why would you tell them that you don't know, you know, what's going to happen with your company? I'm like, because I did lose all my business and I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> now it's, it's, you know, a year and a half later and things are different. But what I found is my honesty with that brought a lot of other honesty out of other people. Yes. And I think it takes, so the way you're talking about it, it really takes the, the burden off of other people to try and impress us or, yes. you know, to show up fully there when maybe they're not feeling good or, you know, you give other people permission to be vulnerable, Yeah, to be human. Yeah. It's not even about just vulnerability, just to be human. That's what we are. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I love it. Um, I, you know, why I, I just, I love, I love your enthusiasm. First of all, I mean, your energy is just infectious. Um, I love your honesty and I love your passion for what you're doing. Um, I think that, I think that, you know, one of the things I enjoy so much about this podcast, aside from meeting other fabulous people is just the sense of reminding everybody that we all need something along the way. So if there's people listening right now and they're like, you know what, I, I have that inner business in me that needs to get out. Or maybe I haven't taken my business to the next level because I'm holding myself back. Um, I think there's people that are going to be listening to you and say, I feel that that energy will, will really take me to the next level. And I know we're going to have all your contact information on our show notes, including links to your books. But in case somebody wants to look you up right now, because they're like, I can't wait to find her. What's the best way for them to reach you? Reach me on my website at bootcamp dot lymarlo.com that's boot camp one word dot l-y-m-a-r-l-o-w dot com and that's where you would learn about my program called fast because mm -hmm. I help women do it fast in three days and then we're launching in 90 Love and it. it's called the fast action success technique I help Love you succeed it. in it um, and if you are interested in knowing about my nonprofit, you know, we have an initiative called Friends of Promise, where people can host virtual salons for us to help raise awareness. You can look up savingpromise.org. Yes. Love it, L-Y. Um, before we go, and I'm sure you do, but I want to know, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? I absolutely do. And it is this. It is this. If you didn't take anything else away today, take this. Everything in your life, everything in your life is a gift, a lesson, or a blessing. Mm. And remember, it ain't always bow wrap. Nope. But if you change your mindset, even those things that job fire you, you lay in the bed the next day because you, you're, all your businesses have been canceled. Is a gift, a lesson, or a blessing in it? Embrace it. Yeah. Embrace it. Amen to that. Oh, I thank you so much for not only your story, your honesty, but your enthusiasm. And thank you. You've been a fabulous guest with us today. Likewise. Thank you, Michael. Yay. <laughs> thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and Sales Mixology, 
why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.